Welcome to another episode of Three Men in a War Game. I'm your host, Paul. I'm your co-host, Kevin, or Chop, or, yeah, just those two. And I am your other co-host, Kiff. All right, so we talked about Shatterpoint. The next thing is our favorite shit from 2022. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm excited. Boy, let's start. Let's start with where I think... So we're going to start with the topic. I I was debating with myself as we were going through the motions here, whether we would start with the one that I think we are aligned on or end on the one that I think we are aligned on. And I think we should start on it. Okay. What do you guys think? Sure. I think we should start on the one that that I predict. Okay. TV show. Oh, that's easy. All right. Three, two, one. And And or (laughs) She-Hulk. (laughs) <laughs> oh, no, Chris. Andor. Right, Andor. Right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Andor. Because <laughs> we, we all, again, we all knew what we were going to say. I just had to be that. I had to be the curmudgeon. <laughs> um, look, there was like an immense amount of quality TV. I think 2022 has been the best year of TV on the planet. So period. good. Like we have gotten – more good TV shows this year than any other year, and I will fight you on that opinion, dude. I, you know, the thing is, is if Andor had not come out, I probably actually would have said Wednesday. All right. Well, I mean, there, that show has been fantastically fun. Dude, um, the thing is that this year, so good. Severance came out this year. God, I still right. need to watch and that. Severance. I can't. So, as a fan of Twin Peaks, I cannot fucking believe you haven't know, watched this show yet, I know. Paul. I'm almost angry <laughs> that you haven't watched it. Um, <clears throat> you need to watch that show. I, so, if if it wasn't if I had if I had not just seen Andor, Severance would have been my answer. But like, that's that's not even taking into account fucking the House of the Dragon mm-hmm. and like. Yep. I, th- I think I- I'm the third season of for all mankind that like, there's just like this. And it's just like a, a hit factory. Like I can't think of everything. The current season of the crown is unbelievably good. Um, and it's just like hit after hit after hit. There was a great season of what we do in the mm-hmm. shadows this year, probably the best season of what we do in the shadows this yep. year. Um, so it's, I need to get caught up. Oh my God. <laughs> Dude, this season, this season of what we do in the shadows, incredible. Like, I didn't think they could top the second season, but so, like, because this is season four, yeah. right? But this season was just unbelievable. Yep, yep. Um, full agree. And and again, we haven't even hit on all of the shows that are out there, right? There's like so many other shows that were great. She Hulk was mm-hmm. great, right? Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier was great. Um, there's just, and, and that's Moon just the Disney, Disney. Yeah, look Moon at that. Night. Just the dis, just the That Disney show was stuff. fantastic and we like all forgot it. The show was amazing. Right. That, but that's just to, that's just to, to, to emphasize how good this mm-hmm. year was. And that is all to say that we are all think, saying that Andor is the best show. That show is fucking incredible. It's, mm-hmm. it's basically two feature length movies and then a longer in one of the best Star Wars movies ever, yep. right? Because like it, the first three episodes are their own movie. Episodes three through six, basically a movie, and then the rest of the season kind of plays out on. And, and it is just like the, from the dialogue to the character acting to the story arcs to the it, like everything in the show. Is so what? Perfect. Uh, so so I will say I will say there I have one complaint about Andor. This is why we hate you. Um and okay, 
<laughs> I know. I'm going to go into spoiler territory, so if you do not want spoilers, oh please right, so please go ahead, please go ahead and, and <laughs> mute move, move forward. I am about to do spoilers in three, two, one. I was not happy with how I can't remember the character's name. The freaking guy from the got fired mm-hmm. and lived with his mom. I was not happy with how his story ended. It felt like a useless arc. That all he literally was there for was to save the, what's her face at the very end, and that like was the whole point of that character for oh, yeah. ten how many episodes? No, there, so there, that, that that's the a build point of his story arc. That is a build for season two. Yeah, yeah. The point of his character was to so he is he is going to be the her right yep. hand next yep. season. That that was the and all of that toil and strife and annoyance that he went through was to get him to the point that he's going to be in the second season. And I, I feel and I, I hope you're right. I hope you're right because it was. I was like, I literally watched and it ended, and I was like, that's it. That's his story. No, his 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 story is to be continued. Yeah. Um, I I hope I hope you guys are right. I really do because. I was like, I was like, I kept being. I was like, where are they going with them? Where are they going with them? Because where are they going with because them? I don't think that guy's incompetent. Fuck. <laughs> I think he was inexperienced. I think smart, but inexperienced. Um, oh yeah, and, and and wholly unlikable, which is great, right? You want that yep. in a villain. Yeah, I mean, he he was the traditional officer that has no idea what they're doing. He's an and incel, he goes out into a f- an incel fascist. <laughs> is like right? Ex- ex- yes, um, yes. So all right. Spoiler territory end for your editing there, Paul, if you nope. want to splice something um, in. Or just, like, say when to, to unmute. Wait, the, uh, <laughs> um, oh, my God, what was I going to say? One of the things that I absolutely loved about this show, right, um, mm-hmm. you mixed in um, a fantastic heist, um, yep. you mm-hmm. know, and escape, and throw in Game of Thrones style political maneuvering on top of that. Mm-hmm. Jesus mm-hmm. Christmas that is And you let Andy Circus Yeah. Act. Yeah, what yeah. a freaking performance Circus. for him. That was unbelievable. And um, yeah, and, and it's not it's not just him too, right? Like that it was just like Diego Luna was like just like just killed. I mean, he was he was just on his, he was on his point the entire time. Killed. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and everyone, I, uh, like, I, I'm really disappointed in myself for not remembering Mon Mothma's, Mon Mothma's actress name, but she Genevieve was incredible. Something. Mm-hmm. Gen- Genevieve's, yeah. yeah. Yep. And then, like, and where they went with that in terms of, like, how much her, she changes from the beginning to the end of the show as well, too. Yeah. And, with her morals and, and creating this rebellion. Uh, and, and how could we how could we go without talking about Fiona Shaw and Stellan Starsgard <sighs> too? Oh, my God. Both of them. Oh. And then, okay. You know, was, oh, I, I the thing is, it's like, the only thing I've ever seen Fiona in is, is Game of Thrones. Well, so, Harry, Harry Potter. Potter, right? Well... Yeah, did she have a big? Yeah, she, she's Aunt Petunia. Petunia. <laughs> yeah. that's a pretty big part. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, yeah, I forgot that she was that. But I mean, no. So I, I think I'm, I think I'm missing the. Uh, I'm not thinking of the same actress. I'm thinking about the actress that is uh, that beats the ever living crap out of um, Arya in Game of Thrones. That plays the. She's on the heist. 
I don't know because uh, we got we got Faye Marseille was well, that's Vel right or V or whatever. Yeah, that's Vel. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, that's who I'm talking about. Oh, okay. So like, I was taken aback by her, like, because all I've ever seen her in is in Game of Thrones, and so like, again, it was a very mute character. All she was doing there was to antagonize Arya, but like. Her acting chops in this with the seeing the angst on her face between her and her love interest and the, the, all that was going on with that with just trying to, you know, ride the line of the rebellion and, and putting her feelings aside. Like she did such a good job. Yeah. And man, there were lots of good cameos. Like I, we can't even talk about a couple of the cameos because they're spoilers, but a few of the right. cameos in the show were just like incredible. But man, Stellan Starsgard, I think if I had to pick a favorite actor, it'd be either Stellan Starsgard or now that I'm looking at the cast, Denise Go, the the person who played Dedra, the Inquisitor mm-hmm. person, um, mm-hmm. just like absolutely phenomenal acting jobs. Yeah, she did. She did an amazing job. Yeah, the the whole cast did. I mean, it, it was so funny to see how many Game of Thrones actors were in that movie. Yeah. It, well, I mean, you know, you got to – Or in that, sh- in that show, I should say. Um, but, yeah, wow. It's just so good. Uh, I mean, I don't why, know what else why, there is to say about it. Why haven't, why haven't we given Tony Gilroy, like, the ability to do whatever Star Wars he wants? Right? Put him, I up, mean, put, um, I mean, put him right there I, with I, uh, – um, With Ryan Johnson? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well – so, yeah, so, so right there with John Farvu. I mean, I'm fine with Ryan Johnson and what he did with Star Wars, but like, let's. I would add Gary Witta too. I feel like they should let Gary Witta do more too. But yeah, both of them together. Oh my god, please mm-hmm. let yeah. them do more stuff. But yes, yeah, hundred percent. They it was all the like, Star Wars. The thing that I want, the things I want from Star Wars, and we it's, the thing that's incredible to me is that like I feel like for years, Paul, like you and I have been talking about how we wish they would like let the Jedi stuff rest and just like let the universe breathe and explore some other things. And finally they've done it and they're not advertising the show well enough and getting it in front of people. And it's like the, maybe one of the best star Wars things to ever star Wars. Uh, I mean, like, like, but you know, the, the episode six, I mean, that was just a straight up phenomenal episode of television to the point where, you know, my mm-hmm. wife and I looked at each other after it was over and we're like, holy shit, I feel yeah, like that- I can finally breathe. Yeah, it was a pulse pounder. Like, even in points, like, where you knew, like, Andor was in, like, situations, you know he's going to live. He, he moves on to his own movie. But even those, I'm like, I didn't breathe mm-hmm. that entire time. I didn't know what was going to happen because it was so intense. But even though I know Andor's going to live. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, the other thing, too, um, oh, God, what was I going to say? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I mean, it's, it, it's a show that had, like, multiple finale-level episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I mean, just, just that episode and episode 10, and then you actually had your finale, which even after two other amazing episodes uh still held up yeah i will say like so i didn't know uh what the episode count was going to be going into the show i went very blind into andor Mm. and you know so when it got to around like episode eight seven six seven eight i was like okay these are the end like this is typical streaming show tv length and then it was like next episode next episode next episode. i was like you could have ended it there and it would have been fine. Yeah. Well, I it still would have been an amazing show. My my initial thought was that I'm wondering if it w- 
they originally planned it as uh, six season episodes and then realized it was just easier to do it as a 12 episode season as far as like scheduling actors sure. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, it definitely like uh, Jim was telling me that the uh, I think it was episode seven. He was like, wow, that was a really good finale. I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens next season. <laughs> And then, <laughs> like, there's five more episodes. Jim. I'm like, oh, there's five more episodes. <laughs> he was like, I saw a picture um, of the finale and he was like, why are they still talking about this? That was like weeks ago. And he saw a picture, like a screen cap of it. And he was like, I don't remember that. <laughs> so then he realized yeah, he was I, there were six more episodes. Oh, my God. Go. I think that's I think that's what happened to me, too, because it's like I watched it. And normally I wait a couple of weeks or so because I know all of us don't watch them at the same pace before I said anything. Mm-hmm. And then I saw people like posting and I, I started paying attention to our spoiler channel on our Discord because I was like, cool, I'm done watching the show. I saw the finale probably around the same time that Jim thought he saw the finale. And then people are talking about stuff. And I was like, whoa, stop. And I went back and I was like, yep, there's like three episodes I'm behind on. And, and this mm. is what I'm talking about. Like, why weren't they blowing up social media, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, like new episode of Andor tonight? Like, why were they not advertising this show every week? Like, I, I, mean, I haven't seen anything but universal. I've seen people say the first episode is boring and that the mm-hmm. series is the best TV show they've ever seen in their life. Right. Like, it's just like yep. those those are the two comments like this. This show would have commented well online like this is wouldn't have been like your standard Star Wars quagmire comment sections. I don't think I think they could have safely blitzed this show out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it is also the first show that they're putting on multiple different platforms that Disney owns. So that is something to be said as well, too. Well, no, it's just partially on Hulu. Like, it's two episodes. The first two episodes. Get, yeah. yeah. And it's it's only a short uh, amount of time. It's like through mm-hmm. next week or something. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah gotcha. It's not fully available. I just, I, just saw the adver- I just saw the advertisement that it was going on Hulu and I think one other streaming service. Just to, yeah. just to try and get people to, to get Disney Plus subscriptions. But, like, man... Like this, this what a show, show. Should be, yeah, it's so good. If you haven't watched it yet, yeah, go go watch. Go watch. All right, it. so yep. let, let's move on to the next the next. Uh, when you guys pick a category, left we have movies, books, Oops. video games, board games. All right, uh, let us do video games. Okay. Uh, do you have a video game in mind, Chris? I don't. So the problem is, is that I actually didn't buy a lot of video games this year. That's okay. Did you? Uh, no, but did you play any video games this year? That's the that's the thing I that's did, important. I did. So the reason why I didn't play a lot of video games this year is because when I came back from my first Disney trip this year, mm-hmm. uh, I got lucky enough and I was able to get a PS5. Mm. And so I have been playing all the PS4 games on it yeah. <laughs> that I never played on my PS4. Right, so this doesn't have to be a 2022 video game. You can you can name a game from the past that you played for the first time this year. So the past that I played for the first time here, it would be Horizon Zero Dawn. Hell I yeah. slept good pick. I slept on that game so hard. I was like, this is when I heard the concept, I was like, oh, this is dumb. Blah, 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 blah. I did not know enough about it. I just saw trailers. I heard, like, the where you go with that game, how open world that game is, the amount of the the unique ways that they designed the robots. And where, the, where the that lore story of, goes? Yeah. Whoa. 
yeah. the lore, the lore in that world. Um, and the fact that now, you know, what the sequel only released this year mm-hmm. and the, the, the new, the next game is already planned and I think it's coming out 2024. Like I, I'm super excited for this, this series of games. Yeah. Uh, I haven't, I haven't finished it yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited to play it. I, I do have, I stopped playing it to play God of War to get ready for God of War Ragnarok. So I am, I've been playing a lot of God of War as well too, because I never finished it. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so there was my game of the year. Horizon Zero Dawn. Zero Dawn. The first time I played. I think that's fine. I think we live in a, an age now where it's impossible to keep up on video games, and being a couple years late to a game is fine. Especially, well, it's like, yeah, cause, especially cause when what? you play the PS4 games on PS5, and they're the frame rate optimized, they're upscaled, mm-hmm. they look good. Like I've been, I actually, I got a PS5, and rather instead of going to play PS5 games, my dumbass downloaded and I'm replaying the Spider-Man game on PS4 because the shit is dope and it looks so good with the PS5 upscaling. Yeah, um, all, all the and I've gone through and upgraded all the the PS4 games that I can to upgrade to PS5 for free. Um, and yeah, you're right. And the thing is, is I actually got lucky and was able to uh, afford and take advantage of a uh, Black Friday sale, and I got myself a new uh, 4K 120 gigahertz refresh rate TV that has. That has HDMI 2.0 to take advantage of the PS5's power, and boy, will I tell you, games look pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, very, very, very cool. Um, so. And again, Horizon Zero Dawn is a game that a lot of people slept on. You're not alone. So if you haven't played that game yet, and you have a PS4, PS5, especially if you have a PS5 and you have PS, and you, and you have played PS Plus, um, it's free. It's free. Go download it. <laughs> it's real good. Um, but the, yeah, because I the, I grabbed it when it was free on the PS4. I mean, the issue like, is the other that you know what I mean. The, what other games are free on there? Like Resident Evil Seven is free on there right now. Um, most of the assa- modern Assassin Creeds are all free on there. Valhalla is free. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying yeah, for people that enjoy yeah, those yeah, series yeah, of yeah. games, they're out there. The original God of War. Well, no, the the PS4 God of War, right? The the, the the Greek, I think, the, the, the yeah, first I, Norse I, yeah, I think they have all of them but one because they have two and three. Oh, I, there, I just so. oh, in the classic section, I just mean that like the the PS4 game God of War, the over the shoulder oh. God of War game is free on there. Um, Demon Souls, the PS5 game is free on there. The PS5 version of this Final Fantasy VII remake is free on there. Um, there's just like a oh uh, Returnal, <laughs> holy yeah, fuck. Returnal's free. And, and I think and here, I think Ghost of Ghost of Tsushima Ghost of Tsushima is, is not free. If it was free, okay, I, that I could remember because I haven't played Ghost of Tsushima and I would have downloaded it instantly if it was free. It is it is sitting it is sitting on my shelf. All right, so I have two. I have two picks. Um, and I'm gonna this I'm gonna be telling on myself a little bit in my video game proclivities. Um, like I love games with big expansive stories. I grew up playing JRPGs. Persona four is probably my favorite video game of all time at this point. Persona five. Great. Right. Final fantasy six, 10, all those guys. I love story driven games, but I am drawn to games that have addictive and focused gameplay loops. And I'll give you an example, a really good example of this would be like uh um like uh crazy taxi 
right? A game mm-hmm. where uh, has a sim- God, I remember that a game. simple gameplay loop that engages you thoroughly while you're in mm-hmm. the loop of the game. Uh, and I love these games. So other examples would be, I mean, going back to the, you know, the, the ancient days like Arkanoid, another game. You get in the zone when you're playing that game and it's just, you're just in there. And modern examples would be like Hotline Miami um, and other games of that ilk. And so both of my games this year fall into this category. Um, the first one is a game called Neon White. I'm going to go out on a limb and, and think that most people haven't heard of Neon White. This may be the first time either of you have heard me even say the name of this game. So <clears throat> is this the is this the Switch game where you're first person player and you have cards? That is the game. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I know which one you're talking so about. So it's a Switch game. Um, and yeah, it's got the like the voice actor who did Spike in Cowboy Bebop is the main character. Um. So the story is ass. I mean, it's like to the point where I have to turn it down and like turn the screen away. It's embarrassingly bad. It's like just like the most cringy anime shit you could possibly imagine. But the main gameplay loop of this game, it's a speed running FPS. And I I can hear people. I can hear people turning away and recoiling. Um, But stick with me here, because the way that the game works is it puts you into a level and there are cards, like Chris said, and every card is associated with a gun. And the gun is the firing, the fire mode of the card. And the alternate mode of the card is a movement trick. But here's the deal. You get one movement trick and then the card disappears. So like your pistol double jumps. But if you double jump, you lose your pistol. (laughs) Following me? That sucks. (laughs) And there, and you can pick up multiple pistol cards in the game. Like what? One of the really cool sections in the early game is actually like a series of pistol cards, and so you double jump into each pistol card, right? As you're like jumping through the air, <clears throat> um, and and the the game is the mastery of learning when you need each card and when you need to fire the guns versus using the movement tricks. And what you are trying to do is basically look at every level like a puzzle. And your first trip through the level is just like, what does this level look like? How do I traverse it? And how do I use the gun and movement tricks effectively? And then once you figure that out and gotten to the goal, and maybe that takes you a minute, maybe it takes you 45 seconds, but then you spend the next 25 minutes trying to figure out how to do that motherfucker in 18 seconds. Oh, God. Do you know what I mean? Because you're going mm-hmm. for like, and, and some of the levels go longer. They go like a minute 50, and then you're trying to get down to a minute 20, a minute 15, uh, and those are stressful, right? Because trying to play perf- a perfect game for a minute and 15 seconds is really intense. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it, it, the game and the, the, the thing about it is it has razor tight controls. I mean, like a game like this demands perfect control and the game has perfect control. So wow. that's um, that that is about what I'll that's my sales pitch for for Neon White is that it's a game with a bad story and maybe the best gameplay, the best like the game. There's nothing else like it. So it's hard to be like, it's the best game like this. There's no other speed running FPS. Like there, it's just not really a thing that exists, but like games like that, that like test your gaming metal and force you to look at stages like puzzles. Um, this game is like top class, totally worth it. It's like 20 bucks too. You can get it even cheaper now on sale. So hmm. highly recommend neon white. Um, and my other, my other choice for this year is Returnal. Um, yeah, I figured that was happening. <laughs> uh, Returnal 
I I saw you talking about it the other day in the Discord. And I've played a lot more since then. Um, So Returnal is a roguelite. Um, Paul, are you familiar with roguelite games? Nope. So this is the kind of game where you when you die you 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 start over again like you 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 have to beat the game in one play oh um, okay uh and that's a that's a rogue a, a a game that is a rogue is a game where you lose all your progress when you die and you just have to be perfect when you go okay. through now a rogue like or rogue light which is what returnal is is a game where there is incremental permanent progress. So like in Returnal, when you open up the ability to create warp points or double jump or do other special abilities or unlock mastery of specific guns, those things stay with you from run to run. But it's not guaranteed that you'll find the guns that you have mastery over on any given run. And the way that this works is that you are stuck in a time loop of crashing a spaceship and trying to figure out where you are. And every time you die, you wake up in the spaceship crash again. And you're just trying. Oh, and, and your character is aware of it. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Um, and so you learn a little bit more. And the and, it, and the game isn't so hard that you can't progress. Um, it, it, it's not, not easy. I'll say it's a very hard game. Uh, but it's not so hard that progression is impossible. And the game does things to help you along. Um, but it is a it's a third person shooter and it is a developed for PS5 game. And this is another one of those games where the controls are perfect and it demands basically perfection from you because this is the kind of game where it doesn't matter if you're in combat with a boss or a lackey. If you stop paying attention for a second, you're dead. Mm. Um, you just, and, and part of the game is like learning attack patterns, learning how, like you see it, you see an enemy and you're like, I know what this enemy does and then avoid what that enemy does to kill it. Right. Right. Um, and that, and what that means is a lot of times you, the first time you see something, it's horrifying because you're like, am I going to be able to figure this out in time to not die and have to start all the way over again? Oh, geez. <laughs> and and I think that that's probably a thing that would turn a lot of people away from the game. But again, the game gives you these like slight rewards each time you die and you learn a little bit more every time. And, and it also helps that the gameplay is very fun, right? The gunplay is fun. It's fun to find the upgrades. It's got this really cool system where these kind of like these parasites, they can they they both upgrade and downgrade your suit like they give you an advantage and a disadvantage. Um, and so playing with that, like min maxing and risk reward is very, very fun. Uh, and again, the story is just like it, the way that it unfolds is personal and beautiful and unexpected, uh, for the premise. So highly recommend Returnal. Hmm. That's like my that. two. Boy, I talked a long time about those two games. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good, man. Uh, Paul. All right, Paul, your turn. Uh, the only thing I've played is Marvel Snap, and that's fine. Hey, look, Marvel Snap needs a snap. Game rules. Yeah, it's a uh, good game. It's a good it game. Is. So I would have said uh, a few months ago that Slay the, Slay the Spire is the best shitter game ever invented. <laughs> and it has been out-shittered. Not anymore. By Marvel yeah. Snap. <laughs> yep, uh, yep. 
it's a easy easy fun to play card game and uh you know if you don't want to spend I'll the just, money you don't have to spend the money yep how i'll and, just stay over here playing my candy crush and so paul how long does the game of marvel snap take to play um like 30 seconds since we brought it up we probably could have played a, a game yeah 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 exactly it's uh it's very fast um yep. and it is extremely addictive and has the the gameplay loop right you you have a deck of cards a uh, small deck of cards <laughs> of yes. which you won't you won't see all of them and if you've ever played smash up or smash up has three locations you play a card out to a thing and you add your value of your character and then there are abilities on each character that augment both the the thing that you're trying to fight over and the overall environment that thing exists in marvel snap so you play a hero out to a specific location the locations have abilities that can affect other locations or their location and every hero has abilities that messes with other heroes and other things and what you are trying to do is have the biggest number at two of the three locations yep um and, and it's a lot boy, of fun and boy is it and, fun <laughs> yeah it's a lot of fun it really is yeah so. that game um well, I, I i can't think of a single person i know in my orbit that hasn't lost hours to that game already uh just because you know, most of the people I know are game playing nerds, and that is uh, <laughs> that is uh, there aren't there I, I, there aren't too many breeds of like of nerd that uh, that wouldn't like this game. It's just like it plays quickly. It's it, you can you grasp it within minutes of learning it, um, and it is intensely fun. So yeah, Marvel Snap, hell yeah, yep. yep. So I would like to point out mm-hmm. that it is twenty twenty two. And not a single one of us said fucking Elden Ring. <laughs> Probably not one of us have played Elden Ring. I haven't played it. I actually have played Elden Ring. Yeah, I so as for like all of two seconds. There's a good chance I would have said Elden Ring if I'd played it, um, but I haven't. So I just got my PS5, and I, as I said, I downloaded. Uh, I downloaded Spider-Man. I downloaded Resident Evil 7 because I never played that game, and I downloaded the Final Fantasy 7 remake because I never played that game either. It's fantastically fun. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to playing Resident Evil 8 after I finish Resident Evil 7. And so I I have played and beaten most of the games that From Software has made. I've beaten all three Dark Souls games. I've beaten Bloodborne. I've played um, uh, a pretty significant portion of Demon's Souls. So, so, like, I know the games. I know I'm going to like Elden Ring. Um, I just haven't gotten around to it. And uh, if I'm being perfectly honest, I'm going to wait for the first DLC and... And when they re-release the game with the DLC packed in, and that's when I'll buy it. And I'll play it, and I'll play it for 150 hours, and I'll be happy as a pig and shit. But I'm just not – there's no need for me right now to dig into it. Yeah. No, I get that. I just find it funny because I know everybody was sweating the oh, game yeah, this year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's huge. It's like game of the year conversation constantly, right? And I'm sure it'll win. I think it won. Yeah, it'll, I think it won. Well, there's, it? there's or, lots of different publications that give out game of the year. But, like, I'm sure it will win okay. many game of the year accolades. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yes, yeah. Uh, Elden Ring definitely worth talking about, but it's just not—it's not a game any of the three of us played, right? So, yeah, I turned it on, created a character, and I turned it. Oh, off. That's fair. Um, you should play it though. I I highly suggest. I'm going to, especially if you haven't played um, a lot of from software games. I think it's probably worth your time. Um, okay. Yeah. So moving on to the next subject, let's go to. Uh, how about movies? Paul, you go first. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. 
Easy. That's yeah, dude, also that was my pick. Yep. Wait, 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 wait. You picked that out over Glass Onion. Yep. Wow. No. Okay. No, I mean everything everywhere all at once is just that good. Yes. Gotcha. Everything like, everywhere. That's a all once in a lifetime movie. That is a cinema defining movie. That is like the first time you saw The Matrix in the movie theater, the first mm-hmm. time you saw Star Wars, the first time you saw Fellowship of the Ring, and it changed your perception of movies. That is Absolutely. the kind of movie that Everything Everywhere All at Once is. It's a beautiful movie, um, and I won't hear any shit talking about it. Um, I don't think I've ever, I, I don't I think think I've ever heard anybody say anything bad about the movie, but I'm not hearing it. It's the one of the best movies I've ever seen, period. Um, and there's no use even talking about other movies this year. There's plenty of other great movies that came out, but if we're talking yep. about like the favorite thing that we, that, that came out, there's just nothing that's even close to everything everywhere all at once. As soon as we said we were going to talk about movies, I was like, well, that's easy. <laughs> well, I never saw that movie. Oh boy. Is there a way to kick him? So, hey. uh, yes, but I have, <laughs> I have admin control, so you can't kick me out. For oh, forever. No. Um, so. No, sorry. Um, I was very basic this year. Um, if it wasn't made by Disney, I didn't watch it. That's that's. I mean, it is what it is, right? Um, that that's hard. I went that's, to the, I went that's to, the, hard the, to do unintentionally. Yeah, like well, that's true. Too. <laughs> that is that is that because uh, technically watching Predator Prey was uh, a Disney movie. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, since they own Dude, the Predator IP Prey now. Prey was good. The, the uh, Chippendales Rescue Rangers movie. Prey was, was fantastic. Uh, it was that was so much fun. The, yeah, that one was fun. The sea Beast. Spider Spider Man really was this good. year. Sp- oh God, damn uh, so yeah. that is. Yeah, that that's going to be my vote is is Spider Man only because again I did not see everything every, everywhere all at once. Yeah, everywhere all at once. Yep. Yeah, right. yeah. So Spider Man, Spider Man will be my my play for the year. Um, I think a close uh, second. That, that's for, nothing that, wrong with that. that. The closest, the closest second for me to to everything everywhere all at once is Werewolf by Night <laughs> because I just had I a still need to watch that eating smile on my face the entire time that movie was on, um, and I I know that it's sort of crossing the maybe a line to call it a movie, but I think it's it's just long enough that it fits, um, and it was just brilliant. Yeah, I need to watch that still. I have not watched it. But lots of good movies this year. I've gone to wa- Yeah. And uh, and nothing- let me tell you, when it when it comes out on Netflix, uh Glass Onion is freaking fantastic. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh I'm actually really sad because I saw um Knives Out in the theater. I'm really sad I didn't get to go see Glass Onion. But I will be watching it on Netflix as soon as I can because December twenty third. Look, I, I can't wait to see what our man gets up to next. Because, um, yep. golly, that is maybe the best thing Daniel Craig is. The best character he's ever <laughs> occupied. It is. Right? I don't know. So I don't know. He did funny. a really good job of that Stormtrooper in Episode 7. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this so is, good. This, yeah. And, and, you know, I was – I think I was telling you the other day, Chris. It's um, It does a really good job of – maintaining ryan johnson's love of uh subverting expectations just like knives out did but it is a very different story you know what i mean it's it doesn't feel Mm -hmm. like oh it's a replication of knives out it's knives out too well that's great that was one of my fears yeah Mm -hmm. yep it it's it's definitely its own thing 
Um, good. And it's a it's a really good whodunit. Really good. Awesome. And Very Dave excited. Bautista fucking kills it. I mean, he kills Absolutely it everywhere. Kills it. He always kills it. I am. I know this is this one. This one's just just absolutely perfect. Like Drax, good. <laughs> I mean, like but the thing about like like Blade Runner twenty seventy seven. Like he just everything he's in, he kills. Um, yep. Uh, so um, and he was very hilarious at the holiday oh, special. This Dune year. too. Woo. Um, yep. No. Well. Well. Yeah. That's yeah. true. I forgot he was a Dune. Boy. <laughs> yeah. I, that and that yeah. that movie d- deserves to be talked about too. I suppose I can't believe I forgot that that came out. Yeah, I forget was that it? that was this year. I thought that was was it this year? Was it this year? Maybe it was last year. Oh no, it was, last year. Year. No, it was December. It was this. It, I think it was a it was December. It was December. December twenty twenty one of last year. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't fuck up. All right. Uh, but it still would have been everything <laughs> everywhere all at once. But I would have felt bad for yeah. not mentioning it otherwise. Um. All right. Cool. Um, all right, so all we have left, I think, is books and an honorable mention from me for board games. Um, so you guys uh, haven't read a lot of books this year, um, but one of the books um, that I did read um, is called Transcendent Kingdom. Um, and Transcendent Kingdom was a book. There's a reading program at the UW called Go Big Read um, where they um, push out a recommendation for a book that they feel like everyone in the college should read. Um, and that was the book that was selected for this year. And I think that anybody who's listening to this could, uh, you really should just read the book. Um, it's not breezy, but easy to read. It's a slim 288 pages. So pretty short for a novel, um, and deeply impactful. Uh, and I would definitely suggest reading it came out in 2020, but it was the go big read for 2022, uh, highly recommended again. That's tra- Transcendent Kingdom. I'm probably going to come back to you and ask you what that was again at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or just re-listen to the episode. Yeah. So, uh, you guys, what do you guys got? I'm guessing it's Sanderson novels. It, it absolutely uh, the new the new Mistborn <laughs> book was ridiculous. So, All right. yeah. Mine's not going to be a Sanderson novel. Oh, hey, what do you got? So I didn't get as much reading in this year as I wanted to, but I did read uh, – I read. I finished Rhythm of War. Um, but I think my favorite from this year was probably Levi- Leviathan Wakes. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. That was probably – because. Like as much as I enjoyed Rhythm of War, it was not the best Stormlight book. Uh, Oathbringer still is my current all-time favorite Sanderson book of all time. Um, but it was a good book, enjoyable. I just felt Leviathan Wakes was better Look, than that. Man, and Leviathan there's Wakes. There's no is shame like, in that. Leviathan Wakes is like the fourth best Expanse book too. I cannot wait for you to read more of that series. <laughs> so, so, the, so, the, so, so I'm reading. So right now I'm reading. Um, I'm finishing up our uh, Arcanum Abound for all the short stories. Mm-hmm. So I'm currently reading Emperor's Soul. Uh, so that way I can read Lost Metal, which I have at home as well too already. Um, but literally on my bookshelf, on my book next, my uh, shelf next to my bed, I have my reading books these are like this is the next wave of books i'm reading it's caliban's war arcanum abound (laughs) yeah it's it's arcanum abound it's lost metal then it's poppy war um and then it's caliban's war yeah cool 
Boy, man. I, so uh, it is on the the, ne- the next four books, oof. and I do plan on having Lost Metal read before the end Boy, of the I year. I can't wait. Because I have to get my... Yeah, I, I can't wait for you to read Abaddon's Gate. Uh, mm. Or like ne- Nemesis Games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, I really enjoyed reading it, especially when I got to the point where you guys were waiting for me to get to. <laughs> yep. Um, it's, that's the best thing about that book is that that they know exactly what point to go. What the hell? Boy, and you it, know exactly it, it, what it, it is. It takes a it takes a good good old fashioned lefty, and it never and that left turn defines the rest of the book series. It's true. Um, it's very true. Um, yep. But uh, in a real yeah, good way, it was it was a, it was a, it was a ton of yeah. I mean, it's a, it's it was a ton of fun to read. It's a quick read, um, even for such a large you know. It's it's deceptively like it's going to be a long book because it's such a big, large physical book. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a very quick and entertaining read. It was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, it goes super fast. Um, yep, and I real yeah. I also realize um, through you saying that that I was like I didn't read that many books blah 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 and I forgot and I mentioned a book that I feel like I I may I may have said it because I feel like it's a book that more people should read because it's on a subject that more people should care about and you should it, it's a it gives you a perspective that I'll say that most of our listeners probably don't have lived experience in so it's a great book to read for that reason. But I forgot to mention Project Hail Mary, <laughs> which oh, I have that sitting over there. Incredible book that I read this year, and I will. This one is so funny because my my uh, my wife read it um, while we were on vacation, and she was like, "You need to read this book." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." She's like, "No, you need to read this book." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." I'm sure I need to read that book. I know I need to read it. And then she bought me a copy, and she was like, "Read this." fucking book <laughs> uh and it is uh, very good so andy weir the writer of the martian is who wrote this book and if you liked the martian you will like project hail mary i promise you um and the the crazy thing is i can't even talk about the premise of the book because the opening page of the book it, from, from the opening lines you can't know anything about it um other than it is there, a guy wakes up on a table and doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Um, and it, it it goes incredible places from that very meager beginning. But that's like all, you know, the man in black walked across the desert and the gunslinger mm-hmm. followed, right? That's like the, you know, you don't need a lot to start a really great story. Um, right. And I don't want to, I don't want to talk too much about um, the book other than to say that it is a, it's one of those books that goes in a direction that you wouldn't expect, maybe. Um, God, and even that feels like a spoiler. Um, Jeez. I, I know. Um, and, and it's just, it's it's heartwarming for all the right reasons and totally worth a read. Um, so Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. Definitely, definitely check that book out. I look at it every time I go to the store and then I end up picking up something oh, else. Oh, man. And do you read that? Like, I, I read it in like... Uh, three sessions like I picked the book up three times that's like how fast I read it so uh, yeah that was probably me with uh, the last part of Rhythm of War I think I read it all in one night because I just couldn't I couldn't put it down yeah it's 
I, I figured out that I read the new Mistborn book in 36 hours, and that included a day and a half of work and a couple hours of sleep. Hey, you read that fast. <laughs> yeah. Killed it. Absolutely. But it was worth it. It was a really good read. While, while he's reading that, he's yelling at me, damn it, Potter, read faster. Yep. <sighs> all right. So, yeah. So, we got our, we got, we got it through all our stuff. Um, yep. So, I, and I, I know traditionally I talk about board games. Uh, this is also, it was a pretty light year for me. I actually didn't acquire a lot of board games. And a few of, embarrassingly, a few, a few of the games I did acquire actually still in shrink wrap. Oh, no. Um, I know, I know. We just haven't really, we haven't really had our game nights that we normally have, so I haven't had a chance to to play a lot of the games that I bought. Um, but I can easily recommend Splendor Duel. So this is a game that I believe is twenty five bucks. Uh, it's two players only. Um, I don't know if either of you have played Splendor before. It's an engine builder where you're collecting gems that are printed on clay poker chips. Um, it's one of, uh, I would say like when we talk about the modern classics, the modern classics being like, uh, ticket to ride, sellers of Catan pandemic, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if you go into a game store, Splendor is in that, in those games, Splendor's in those games, um, along with Carcassonne and, um, like, uh, now I think Quacks of Quedlinburg has sort of gone into that space and wingspan. So these games that are like big hitters like you can go to target and buy splendor so mm-hmm. splendor duel is a two-player version of splendor that i think is actually entirely better than splendor i think there are be- there are much better engine builders than splendor like much better um but the thing that splendor duel gives you is a very good and very deep engine builder that you can play in less than a half an hour Oh, neat. Um, and it gives you a very, very good and very tactile experience. Because, um, you know, they're like it's poker chips. They're like half-size poker chips that the gems are printed on in the duel because it's a small box. Like, it fits in a backpack. It's very small. Um, like, mm-hmm. it fits in the front pouch of a backpack. That's the size box wow. we're talking about. It's a small box. Um but it's a, it, it, I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't say too much about it, right? I, I, I don't, because I don't, we've already gone long. But it's an engine builder where you're collecting gems on a board um, and trying to deny your opponent specific gems they might be looking for, whilst building jewelry. And the jewelry that you build helps you acquire more of the jewelry and more of the prestige. And there are three ways to win the game, and you have to be watching your opponent to try and figure out which path to victory they're pursuing and try to slow them down but also pursue your own path maybe the same path um very very good game um again 20 i feel like spending 25 dollars on a board game that you can play at like ad infinitum like this is the kind of game where like yeah every game feels similar but also like every game of a lot of games feels similar right every game of chess feels similar every game of like a lot like lots right like you can play any miniatures game and at some point there are things that are similar about them so this game though just has a really good uh gameplay loop and i again if you've played splendor and been like i played splendor five times and i was sick of it um dual does some things that are very interesting with player interaction that the splendor core game does not do because it's forcing you to play with two players and it has to have some interaction and the interaction is very spicy so yeah that's my board game pick splendor dual very 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 good two-player board game 
I very cool. I uh, got to play Quacks, and I had a very good time with it. It was fun. It, it was fun. Yeah, Quacks, man, that is the that is my uh, number one board game. I think that game, I think that game was my, a lot of fun. Yeah, that is my. I think Quacks was my Quacks was my favorite. I also got Villainous this year, and uh, Quacks was what Quacks was my favorite. So I did two board games this All year. Right. Yeah, it's not that I didn't play any. Right, so, I didn't play any board games. I just didn't play a lot of new board games this right. year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, being that I don't ever play board games, that would those are both new for Cascadia me. Cascadia would be my honorable mention. Also, little engine. Well, no, that's it's more of a tile placement game, um, but a very very fun little tile placement game. Very 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 clever. Um, yeah, so, those are mine though. Cool. I'm gonna do a quick honorable mention. Uh, quick fire round table. Favorite Gundam you built this year, Paul? Uh, Dynamis. <laughs> quick fire, quick fire. Dynamis, Dynamis. 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 all right. Chops? Uh, Ava Unit 1. Ava Unit Real 1, great. and I am going with the strike, the Master Grade Strike Freedom. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would th- I'd say anybody who's built a Gundam and likes building Gundam should buy one of the Real Grade Avas because – while it is a Bandai kit and it follows some of the same things that Bandai kits do, you've never built a model kit like it before. It is because it is a human shape with human anatomy. Um, Spoiler. And, well, <laughs> Spoiler for a really old anime. Uh, you're, you are way past the moratorium of spoilers on Ava, on Ava units. Uh, that is if you fair. Didn't, if you didn't know that Ava, what Ava units were, I am not sorry. Um and also, you should go watch because it's not really like going to impact you what you know about the show that much anyway. Uh, the yeah. show will still fuck your brain up. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the cool. very cool Gundam kit. Yeah. All right. Who wants to read us out? Not me, please. I heard Potter wants to do it. Sure, I'll do it. Uh, so appreciate all of our patrons. Thank you guys so much. This year has been fun and tough and all the things you guys have stuck with us so we much appreciate it uh thank you for static as a city uh for the intro and outro music find us on the social medias uh three men in the war game the number three and uh thank you all join our discord join our discord it's amazing it's fun it's active and it's thriving go have fun